guys and gals, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and I've got a really exciting episode this week. I get together with Pink Shades' Erin Martin, and we have a good old little goth sesh about Vanderpump Rules and the New Jersey episode to end all New Jersey's really phenomenal episode. If you haven't watched it yet, get on it now. Pause, watch, and I'll see you back in, what, 41 minutes? (laughs) It is phenomenal. So good. And I never thought I would hear myself say that about New Jersey, but this, this is some good shit. Any hoozles, me and Erin have so much fun just shooting the shit in this week's episode. She is way better at promo than I am, but she mentions it all later in good detail. But yeah, you can chase up her Pink Shade with Erin Martin on all of the listening arenas that you listen to me on. Um, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, the whole shebang, Google Play, um, all the ones that I don't know about as well. And you can find her on Instagram, Google Pink Shade with Erin Martin, and also on Facebook. So you can yeah find her in all of the places. Now, just before I get into that chat, I will let you know I have joined the social media universe finally. I am an elder and it takes me a while. Um, but I have created an Instagram this week for Reality TV and Me. So the handle is literally just that, Reality TV and Me. It's not one of those fancy curly ands, um, because I, mostly because I didn't know what they were called. Um, and I just wanted to keep it easy. So Reality TV and Me on Insta. Haven't got to the Facebook page yet, but you can still use the original one that I've been using, my music page. So it's just facebook.com slash Kirsty more music. Kirsty's with a Y. Cool. Let's get into some New Jersey. So good. Uh, and just to add, I do have a cold, so I might sound a little bit even more squeaky and nasal than usual and a little bit croaky and sniffly. So I do apologize. I hope it doesn't affect your listening pleasure too much. Hey girl, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Honestly, this is my 10,000 hours. I have been working toward this moment for years. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I've been listening to your podcast, Reality TV and Me. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah, Reality TV and Me. You just started this a few months ago and you are deep into like Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. I mean, you watch most of the shows we watch. I even heard you talking about Love After Lockup. Oh yeah, my crush on Matt, the toothless wonder. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I watch them all. I love Sister Wives, um, Love After Lockup, all of the you know the really spongy ones as well. I watch every single Housewife. Um, but yeah, I thought just just start off. My true my true passion lies with Housewives and Vanderpump. So you know, we'll see, we'll see how we go there. Maybe it will build. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, nothing's off limits. Nothing is too trashy for me, truly. Oh, agreed. Yeah, good. The I'm trashier, glad. The better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I go down to the WeTV level and even lower. So oh, honestly, after seeing, um, you know, the, 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 after getting back into Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance and seeing the quality and then going back to housewives I'm like damn this is glossy this is some nice shit I feel really fancy now I'm watching housewives again <laughs> you're like they have good lighting they have set yes. designs what is this I they're know they're wearing makeup that isn't made from coffee grounds <laughs> <laughs> they're not on meth they're not stealing each other's credit cards it's amazing oh it's just gorgeous <laughs> so tell tell us how you kind of got into this though because you are based in london right now but you're originally from melbourne australia i mean how did you get into these shows are they broadcast on your networks did you have to seek them out social media you know, what happened this this goes way back so i got into um originally into the hills and laguna beach yeah so you know the original kind of sort of housewives <laughs> genre that kind of you know made everything explode and that was, what, 10 years ago? They've just done that Hills yeah. reboot. Yep. Oh, can't wait. And so I had like a – I had a spinal surgery 100 years ago, and I was, you know, locked up in bed for hours on end a day just watching these shows. 
one after the other after the other. We had to download them. I got my brother to download them. And, you know, one thing led to another. I finished all of Guna Beach, all of the hills, started seeking out other reality junk. I actually, do you even, um, have you heard of the show Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew? Uh, absolutely. I've watched every single season. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Me too. I'm really sad they only did one season of Celebrity Sex Rehab because that was phenomenal. I did not see that. How did I <laughs> oh, miss that? Backtrack. You can go back about 10 years. <laughs> okay, well, I'm living in a polar vortex right now where we're trapped in our houses, so I will be doing that. There you go. Well okay. done. I've just, yeah, you've got to get on that. Perfect. So I just That was kind of my, my intro into reality TV that wasn't, you know, more of the the game show ones like Survivor and stuff like that, which my brother was really into. So this was the first kind of intro into these kind of worlds. And I don't know, it all just took off from there. Found OC and... OC was the original, yeah, Housewives back Mm -hmm. at that same time. And now it's in, what, season 13? I mean, we're way into the future. I know, right? It's amazing. Vicky has, I mean, she's on her 17th face. Oh, at least. You know, it's (laughs) we've, we've been there through all of it. You know what? I look, I liked her probably 15th face. I think it's gone a little far now, but you know, we'll see what happens on number 18. I think she actually looks great now. I will say that. And I don't want to look shame anyone. And I, I'm actually a proponent of plastic surgery. I'm like, oh, go too. for it. I think she actually looks really great now. I will say that. I'll give Vicky that, even though she's heinous and horrible in many ways. I really I like her Vicky. latest face. <laughs> I so, don't know why. I just love her. <laughs> she's just a craziest housewife ever. She can't get out of her own way. I know. You know. Last season of OC was so blah. I mean, it was so boring. But before we talk about the, we're going to really dive into New Jersey because, oh my God, we have my to. God, my God, the, the heavens have opened and given us a housewife's gift. We are truly blessed. We are blessed. Truly blessed. But I put it under his eye. (laughs) So I want to ask you, though, when you first got into these, were you finding that like your friends and people around you in Melbourne, were they getting into the scene, too? Or was this just like you downloading this stuff, watching it, and it wasn't really in the zeitgeist of the culture? Like, how was that for Uh, you? It's still not really um, like a big thing in Melbourne, which is strange because we have Real Housewives of Melbourne and we have they tried um, Real Housewives of Sydney and even New Zealand <laughs> at one stage, which was nuts and didn't really work. Don't go back and watch it. But I, yeah, I, I felt like, and this is kind of why I've done the podcast. It's taken me a very long time, but I floored about it for probably the last five years. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? I really need to talk to someone about this. <laughs> Every time I go out, I just end up talking people's ear off and I see that, see their eyes glazed over. I'm like, oh my God. God, you should hear about, you know, Tamara's husband's latest heart surgery. I hope he's going to be okay. And they're like, I'm sorry, we don't know who you're talking about. And I, I, I can't stop myself. And these people just, you know, gawking back at me, like, how do we get away from this girl? So I thought, you know what? I need to find my tribe. I need to find my people because none of my friends listen to this stuff. They're sick of hearing about it. And so that's kind of why I decided to open up, you know, to the podcast world finally after all this time. I'm so glad you did. We're all here for you. We are all I, here. I, I love mean, it. I there's love it. so many of us. And it's funny because even though I'm in a part of the world where, you know, the housewives are on cable TV, they've been on here for mm. ages. It's it's in the popular culture, you know, there's, yeah. there still aren't, you know, everyone in your regular life going around talking about it. So I actually started yeah. a podcast for the same reason, because I was like, I need to talk about this shit to people who uh, yes. I'm not embarrassed. And my husband like wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, okay, are you going to watch your weird shows? Because the game's on. I mean, he still refers I gotta to watch it as the that. Programs. My stories are on. My stories. <laughs> oh, one of the best. We don't have, um the Super Bowl, but we have like an, an Australian AFL, Australian Football League equivalent. Yeah. And same, I'm single now, but a few years ago, I remember um, my ex having a house party to watch the game. And I just took my laptop, went outside, connected to the Wi-Fi and watched Real Housewives of OC, it was at the time. <laughs> and just like eight hot dogs and hamburgers by myself outside. And they're just inside every now and then I hear them cheer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, have fun in there, kids. I'll be out here. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're rewatching like the Naked Wasted episode. You're Googling exactly. Scary Island. You're going to live your best <laughs> life out on that porch. Oh my God, it was so good. So speaking of iconic Housewives episodes, we are going to talk about this week's Real Housewives of New Jersey because my God, I, I truly, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. Maybe I'm just so thirsty though for a good Housewives material that that it was, I think it's going to go down as one of the iconic episodes that we look back on as mm-hmm. the one, I think it's going to be called something. Like, what is the title for this episode going to be ultimately? You know how, because oh, there's, oh, it's, in, it's, like it's right up there. Jen or something like, I am just all about Tequila Jen. She's the new Tequila Katie. And she I is, but scarier. Her. Oh, she's terrifying. When she was shake, wringing her hands. Oh my god! I was like, "Please don't jump through the television and kill me." You could see that fire in her eyes. Like she was trying to calm herself down because she could not keep it inside a second longer. She went to a really dark place behind oh, her eyes. Bad. Yes, it was bad. I mean, we so we have a lot of housewives moments where people are throwing wine and this and that, but this was way more than that. Actually, beginning to end, I would say this yeah. was one of the most perfect episodes. It was very reminiscent of like the housewives uh, trip to Mexico two seasons ago, where yeah. there were like three, two or three episodes in a row. You know, Lou in the bushes, everybody. Oh, that was beautiful. It, it was, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, there were just <laughs> because there were funny moments, there were crazy moments, there were. I mean, we got googling of monkeys' assholes. We got. <laughs> serious <laughs> moments which was very educational oh, and- i mean i it was it was fantastic and i saw on instagram a few um side by sides of jen's lips and monkey's butts and i was like you know what she's not wrong know, right <laughs> right not wrong. it's kind of like oh the accuracy all right i see now i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not cool but it's yeah it's not wrong but That's then we wrong. got kind of like serious deeper conversations between Dolores and the new uh, girl Jackie yes. about eating disorders and Dolores that revealing amazing. that picture. I, I mean, perfect housewives episode basically. And I, I'm standing by that. Yeah, no, I am actually in total agreement. And I, and I messaged you at like four o'clock in the morning. Cause I just, I woke up and rolled over to check the time. And as you do got on the Instagram first, <laughs> everything I see is just these, clips of insanity going on in you know new jersey world i'm like should i have to watch this immediately (laughs) right like i cannot wait until actual sun is rising in the east i mean i have to watch this now that's what it was like i mean we were watching it we were on the pink shade with aaron martin facebook page and everybody was like kind of commenting and as it built and built and built people were just like going crazy i'm like this Mm. is amazing like it it had a good trajectory to it sort of you know, it started off strong, but you think if this is happening now, we're going somewhere. Yeah. And it was just like, bam. I mean, even the bit to be continued at the end, I wasn't even disappointed. I was like, yes, let's nope. do more of this. <laughs> I really thought that was great production because they didn't end the fight at the end with the first glass throw. Yeah. They exactly. continued it enough and there's enough that shows you that there's enough material too for next week. And now just to show that we're not monsters that we don't just want women throwing literal <laughs> glass at each other. There's a deeper story here. I mean, I first of all, we ha- would you agree that Danielle Staub is like a filthy piece of trash? What? Like okay, so she's just jumping in everywhere she can. Yes, of course. Okay. In a word, yes. We may proceed. But she's- <laughs> She's just jumping in at that dinner. She Like, we're on a different conversation. And then all of a sudden, she just has to bring up all of this other shit. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? She and is she is so just so parched. clinging to that life raft of housewives to just, you know, she knows that she is hanging on by a string. And at any moment, she could be kicked off. So that that's what she's doing. She's trying to be relevant. And it's so blatantly obvious that it kind of looks you know, it just, I mean, it looks a little bit thirsty. It, a little bit. It's good. I mean, it's, 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 exactly. Yeah, right. No need, no need for Danielle. No need for kindness. Yeah, you're she right. She is the thirstiest bitch. I mean, she truly is transparently disgusting. I mean, she doesn't even care. She'll just no. change the whole conversation to cause a fight with Margaret because here's my yeah. theory. I mean, Margaret is taking over. She is taking over. Yeah, she yeah. is running the show. Teresa is no longer in charge. And mm-hmm. so Danielle is challenging Margaret as the new kind of head honcho of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Teresa's loyalty to Danielle is all about securing her place. She'll just go. Right. 
She'll just go with anyone who's going to attack the HBIC because Margaret really is is coming out as that. Or Danielle has some shit on Teresa. That's an interesting, um, you know, idea because I have not understood this connection that why is Teresa being so loyal to Danielle? Other than she's so dumb. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think, she doesn't appear jealous that Marge is taking over because I think you're right. I think she is coming out real strong. Um, But I mean, Teresa is, I think she's a bit more comfortable in herself. She seems kind of chill with the fact that she's, you know, a little bit more subdued this season and that's cool. But I don't understand. I, I really don't get it, especially with the history between the two of them. Maybe she's afraid to rock the boat. I don't know. I was just watching it, racking my brains. Like, is no one listening to the stuff that Jennifer has been saying about Marge and her family? Why is everyone jumping on Marge? I was honestly just so confused because I love Marge and I think she's very respectful and, you know, she said the wrong thing. Um when she mentioned, you know, Jennifer's marriage breakdown and everything like that, and she's like, you know what? Sorry, that I, you know, that was my bad. Straight away, she apologized and right. called herself out on it. Yeah, she says, "I said that to hurt you. You know, I exactly. threw a grenade. I, you know, I apologize. There's no truth to that. It's just something yeah. I said because I knew it would hurt you." And so that's a very honest thing to say. That is a non-housewife's mm-hmm. apology. A housewife's apology exactly. is, "I'm sorry if you took it that way." I'm so sorry you felt hurt by that. <laughs> That wasn't my intention. I'm sorry you're upset. I wish you the best. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) Good night and good luck. But Margaret does own her shit. That's why I like her and that's why she's building a really big fan base because she can be messy and she can throw daggers and she's very quick-witted. But even when she gets down and dirty, she does tend to walk it back. She also admits when she was wrong on a larger scale. So she was really loyal to Danielle last year, even though Dolores and other people were like, Danielle, welcome back, scumbag. They were like, this this woman's a piece of shit. And Margaret actually in some interviews last year talked about Danielle saying she's very warm and kind and she is a compassionate (laughs) person. And everyone was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like who you met? <laughs> yeah, and so everyone's like, and that actually like kind of like cast Marge in a worse light. Her yeah, like her totally. talking so great about Danielle, but I like that this season she's a, she's like you know what I didn't know what I was talking about. Dolores was right. Blah blah blah. That takes yeah. I don't know. That kind of takes something to just admit and, and like I was exact- wrong for an entire season. Yeah, totally. And and I and I did feel like that. I did sort of feel like, okay, well, I mean, I really like Marge, but if she likes Danielle, then I must be wrong. I really felt like that last <laughs> Me season. too. Me too, because I loved her, but yeah. there was like the Danielle stank on her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She had <laughs> I to think get honestly, that off. I think she was just trying to be kind and give her the benefit of the doubt and make her own opinion, which I think too many people do with Danielle, which is a human thing. You know, we we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, just watch a pre watch a previous episode. You don't even need to watch a previous season, and you and you'll see the devil behind Danielle's eyes. Exactly. I mean, my God. And also, I mean, Danielle and Teresa are such an interesting dynamic now. Not because of just mm. the blind loyalty, but their history. It's kind of like they're trying to rewrite so the story weird. in a fake way. Like, oh my God, yeah. we've forgiven each other. We moved on. Teresa apologized to Danielle's girls, and like that was so weird and. Oh, that was one of the most awkward moments in in Housewife history for me. I just remember feeling like, oh, why is this happening? And the daughter, one of the daughters, didn't want to show up, and the other one was just like, yeah, okay, I guess I accept. <laughs> right, right. You know who I'm loving though when it comes to people who who will face off with Teresa. Not only Margaret, she'll face off with Teresa. Jackie, mm. Jackie, I love Jackie. Oh my god, I for Jackie all day. Love her. She's like the Viewers' Choice Award. I mean, she is speaking for all of us. 100%. And I thought Melissa was great this episode too, but same. Um, but cuz cuz they both what they both do that I love is they they structure their arguments well. It's not just yelling for the sake of yelling. It's not just name calling. It's not just getting agitated and then, you know, saying saying something you regret. They actually know where they want to take the argument. They know how they feel and they say how they feel in a logical way. Um like an adult. <laughs> Exa- right. <laughs> exactly. But it's so bizarre in this group of women to see someone act like an adult. So it's always like, oh, my God, that's refreshing. I know. And you know what? I'm actually liking Dolores for the first time 
a lot mm-hmm. this season compared to in the past. And I think that's because she shook off the Siggy stink. Yeah, you know what? This this episode was the first episode ever that I was like, okay, Dolores, I'm listening. Yeah. Because I've always just thought she was the most boring housewife. But I'm loving her relationship with Frank Senior. And I'm in I'm just yeah, I'm enjoying her. She's got more honesty, she's got a bit more fight in her. Uh, yeah, she's got more opinions, whereas before she was sort of always trying to play Switzerland. And yeah, I'm just liking seeing a bit more of her, I guess. She's not doing as much of the blind loyalty. She's like, I mm-hmm. really liked how she called Teresa out about Joe. When when Teresa was like, yeah, when he comes home, it's got to be right. And, <laughs> and Dolores is like, now listen, it might not be all rainbows and puppies and unicorns. And of course, what they're not all talking about is the fact that his ass is going to get deported like exactly. stat. But... Yeah. Okay, fine. For the sake of the show, we're talking about him coming home from camp. Mm-hmm. And so Dolores is like straight up telling her friend, you know, like you're yeah. you're going to have to renegotiate the terms of your marriage. I mean, not in big words like that, but Well, that's surprising. I like that she because, told her that. But I expected um Teresa to lose her mind because that is something <laughs> that if it was anybody, probably anybody else that didn't have a 20-year friendship with her, she, I think she probably would have. And she just, she actually listened and took it in. And I think that showed us a lot of Teresa's growth. I think that showed us how powerful Dolores can be when it comes to being the Teresa whisperer too. Mm. Like I think Dolores is the only one who can potentially fix what's about to go down because Teresa doesn't listen to anyone. Teresa has a very low uh, processing ability. (laughs) You're so kind. She faces similar challenges as our friend Clint on Love After Lockup. Oh, Clint. Like Clint and Teresa would be a really fun day, day out at the mall. <laughs> I would I would watch that spin-off. I would enjoy that. He would be like, You're the beautifulest woman, and she'd be like, No, you are the beautifulest. <laughs> I mean, they both say the same words. They both they both close their eyes when they talk because they can't do both at the same time. Like look Oh my god, and talk. I'm gonna have to yeah. watch this now. I didn't make I didn't look, I didn't originally make the Teresa Clint connection, but it's, now that you've said it, I cannot unsee it. <laughs> it's like hashtag separated at birth, basically. I'm convinced like they're actual twins. If they're the same age and they were separated because they seem like they're cut from the same cloth. So anyway, yeah, Teresa is Sorry, if you can hear clicking, the dogs just walked in and its little nails are clicking on the floor. (laughs) Doggies. But I I just don't think she's going to hear it from anyone else. I mean, we saw previews for the next week and she's like, why can't everyone see that Margaret is at the root of all of this? I mean, as if, as if. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. If someone would have said something to Teresa about her children. Like Danielle, her friend, her bestie exactly. Danielle said to Margaret, it wouldn't have just been tables that would have been flipped. Oh, no. And even Dolores, what did Dolores say? She's like, if somebody had said that about my children, I don't know why I've given her that accent. Like, they wouldn't have any teeth left. And I was just like, exactly. Margaret was losing her shit, but she walked away. I mean, yeah, she threw a wine first, but she deserved, Danielle deserved it. Then she walked away because Danielle went all Maury Povich on her ass. But if there had been Teresa, if there had been anybody else, they would have they would have lost their front teeth. I oh, mean, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I can't even imagine if you say if you even like side eye Teresa's husband who is in prison. Yeah, exactly. He's not wrongfully convicted either. <laughs> like he's in there because exactly, he deserves exactly. It. Yeah. She will she will like lose her shit. But somebody's saying to Margaret, you're a bad mother. Your children hate you. You can't see your grandchildren. I mean, like the the most vile things. And Teresa's like, well, she's trying to make a point. It's like, shut the fuck. What does Danielle have on you? What what was the point? What was, I I literally wrote down, what was the point? (laughs) The point was for Danielle to secure her place. I mean, she is Mm -hmm. so angry that Margaret is not her ally anymore. So she is just whispering. She's like Rasputin whispering into Teresa's ear, like trying to get her to turn to the dark side. And Teresa's so stupid. She's doing Doing it and I, I really feel like she has some something on Teresa too that she's holding over her head because Danielle is not above bribery or extortion oh, or whatever and that makes sense to me actually because of how subdued Teresa has been and she's just not listening to to she cannot take in any of what Margaret may be feeling she just cannot process it which I think Margaret's being completely 
justified in everything she's you know said and done right and, you know like she has been out of line a little bit but nowhere near as out of line as Danielle just was or as Jen was talking about her mom you know all of this stuff is completely justified but for some reason and I think you might be onto something there Teresa just will not even hear it it's like she's got fingers in her ears going la 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 yeah. As soon as Marge tries to explain herself or where she's coming from. Well, and then she's got one flew over the cuckoo nest on the other side of her, Jennifer, who is <laughs> absolutely fucking nuts. In the, it, by oh the way, in the best God. way possible. I think she's oh, a yeah. great cast addition. Oh, gold. She is gold. solid gold television. I mean, I she it. is so nutty. And she is so like she's she can't be given any tequila. She can't be given any drinks after dark. She's like a gremlin. Did you notice, she comes with instructions. Um, like you did can't. You yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a gremlin. Yeah. Did you notice Melissa's face every time Jennifer ordered a tequila? <laughs> they just would like pan to Melissa, and she's just like like this awkward face <laughs> that's trying to be cool. She's like, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> she fucking turns into a monster. They're like, do not feed it. Like, yeah, exactly. And feed she, the bee. But I, I'm like secretly loving it because Jennifer gets so crazy and she's like screaming oh. in Teresa's face. And then at the end of this episode, oh. my God, she, she creates a shiv. She breaks a glass oh, and holds she, it up at Melissa. And Melissa's like, you got the wrong girl. Yeah. I mean, you got the wrong girl. Uh, no, but before that, right before that moment actually scared me more when she's like, um, Melissa's accusing her of throwing a glass and she's like, honey, I didn't throw a glass at you. If I threw a glass at you, you would know it. And that sweet little voice and then smashes the glass and yeah, like creates that shiv. I was just like, Ooh! <laughs> there were so many moments in this episode where I thought Jen's just going to kill a bitch. Like it's just going to happen. <laughs> you know what's so funny and so ironic? We're like, yeah, after watching Love After Lockup, it's great to get back to the glossy, <laughs> high class. <laughs> yeah, she makes a shit out of a glass. <laughs> they're like prison fighting up in this bitch. I mean, they're like completely physically assaulting each other. I took screenshot after screenshot from the t- from like a slow frame of this fight I because need to see it. It is amazing. I posted it on the Pink Shade Facebook page. Oh, awesome. And then other people were taking screenshots too because every frame, I mean, you're just crying laughing at what's going down. It is truly like a riot. Like, it's almost like the producers had to come in with the riot gear shields and stuff because these Honestly. women, it wasn't just one or two of them fighting, you know, because that's often what happens. Yeah. The, so they were everyone got into the fray. Margaret was the smartest because she just headed for the room. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. after after she started it, she oh, she did start it. She exactly. she started the physical stuff, though. I will put that on at her feet. I was I was happy that she had um, people on her side. Like there was a good, you know, three on three, and and people were really, you know, were standing up for Margaret. Like I appreciated Melissa and me you know, too. How eloqu- at least like all the smart girls were on that side. You right. Know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Okay. Think about which team you would prefer to be well, on exactly. in any kind of playing take, field. I'm going to take the Melissa, Jackie, Margaret team any day. Plus Dolores. Dolores. Too. Yeah, right. Dolores too. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, Margaret, honestly. Melissa, Dolores, Jackie, or Teresa, Danielle, and fucking Jennifer. Drunk Jennifer also. Look, if I want to get stabbed, <laughs> I think I'll go on the other team, but I'm not looking for that today. I know. Oh, terrifying. Oh, my God. What are your predictions for next week? Because this is going to pick up right where we left off. And it's going to show the end of this fight and then the aftermath, which is like Dolores screaming at Teresa and Teresa not listening to anyone. I mean, where's this all going to go? Is this going to just cause a fracture for the remainder of the season? Or do you think this is going to come back around and alliances will shift? Look, I don't think, like, how much further can this fight go, really? Because the producers are already jumping in. So, that has to, you know, the initial like moment that we just ended in will have to die down. But I, I honestly don't know how we're going to keep processing this because I mean, I don't know how much longer they have on this particular holiday, but I can't imagine it's going to go smoothly. <laughs> Do you think though, for the rest, for the remainder of the season that these alliances will stick and that they'll, you know, sometimes these housewife shows, mm. oftentimes they just ride out the, this one fight, whatever it is, and the team oh, yeah. stick right to the I reunion. Think, I, 
I think they will. Honestly, I think they will. Yeah. Remind me what the um, what Dolores and Teresa were arguing about. So Dolores is actually saying to Teresa, like, can't you see, like basically can't you see this woman's a scumbag about Danielle? Like right. I saw her screaming about that in the previews they showed on Watch What Happens Live this week. And, right. you know, everyone's basically trying and even Melissa gets into it. They're just trying to like shake sense into Teresa. And Teresa is still standing by the fact that Margaret is at the center of the problem. Which, I mean, once Teresa has uh, made her decision, like, she's not going to change her mind. That's she's, true. She's, that's her decision. She's going to stick with that for the rest of the season I, and probably the rest of her life until Danielle turns around and does something to screw her over again, which she will. She will. But, Absolutely. She will. And I'm, I can't wait for that to happen with Jennifer as well, Jennifer and Danielle, their little you know, alliance they've just built on convenience. But, oh my um, God, crazy and crazy too. It's <laughs> oh, the I love two it. of I love them. It. Oh my God. Jennifer has no idea what's going on, but that's why she's making a good housewife. Here's the thing mm-hmm. though. Here's what makes Jennifer a great housewife to me and what makes Danielle never a good housewife. That's why she's still mm-hmm. a friend of. I love to hate Jennifer in these moments. And then she can come yeah. back and I can, I, I'm still, I'm always interested in what's you happening. You can put a start fresh again. And that's what we want yes. to start fresh every episode almost. But Danielle, I just hate her and I'm sick of her. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I try and I've been trying to figure out what the difference is for a long time. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. We want crazy, but we want crazy to like, not it's um the way I think of Danielle is similar to well, what's her name from New York. I'm up here. You're down here. Uh, Kelly Ben Simone. Yes. Is yes. that kind of crazy that you are, you are just as psychotic when you're drinking as when you're not. And that's terrifying because then we cannot ever measure how you're going to be. It's just volatility constantly. Right. And, and it's and scheming and manipulation yes. with no with no reality mixed in. The no vulnerability. Exactly. I don't think I've ever seen a true glimpse of Danielle. I mean, we prob- this is probably just her stripped to the bone. But it's just so raw and it's, I don't know, it's ter- it, it is actually terrifying. She you is terrifying. Yeah. I wonder, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall with her, with her kids. Because, I, I mean, her kids have turned out, they seemingly lovely, lovely people. Her girls but, seem beautiful and wonderful and I wish them the best. I, I truly do. Same. And she's saying, you know, she's with them all the time. You'd think that some of that personality would rub off, but... They're very lucky that they seem charming and gorgeous. <laughs> I, I just wish them the best. All the best girls. So okay. maybe that's how, like maybe that her warmth or, you know, like love comes out around them. I don't know. But I've never seen, you know, when you sometimes like scrape the surface and even if it's just for a second, you see the real person behind, you know, the, the like sometimes it happens with Vicky or Nini and you see that little bit of vulnerability and you're like, yes, there you are. Absolutely. And that makes you like get in there and you love them a little bit more. I've never had that experience with Danielle. No, exactly. And people who are in very different camps about Bethany Frankel, I would say no mm-hmm. matter if you love to hate her, if you hate her, if you love her, whatever whatever camp you're in, that mm-hmm. people have very strong opinions about her, but she does display that under the surface thing every once in a while. And that's what, yes. gets, to me, that's what brings her back. That's what exactly. keeps her in a different lane than a Danielle who's just straight up fake evil. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, Bethany's a good example, actually, because yeah. she she really tries not to show that vulnerability, but she is a very vulnerable person right. and a very sad person. And yeah. yeah, but every now and then you see that tiny little glimmer of of true Bethany, whether it's happiness or real sadness, and she'll be real about whatever she's feeling, not just like screaming it off or, you know, whatever. Exactly. And, and that you're right. That's what kind of keeps you hanging in there with her, hoping <laughs> just a better day. I know, right? It's like we—I'll just hold out forever, and I know it'll never happen. But I'm just holding oh. out anyway. Well, speaking of vulnerability train wrecks, uh, let's talk mm-hmm. about James and let's talk about Vanderpump Rules before we get oh. off the phone, because we have to just touch on what is going on this season overall. By the time this comes out, we will have had another episode of Vanderpump Rules, but. Basically, the trajectory this season is James getting a grip on what his real problems are, him yeah. him at war with the the witches of WeHo, and oh Lala kind of riding the line between being yeah. like I you know 
fuck James or like I'm going to help James. I mean, she's really playing mm. both sides. And then there's really all these other storylines going Lala. on too. I am too. What do you so what are you what are your thoughts overall? Does is there any hope for James? Yes, there do you is like hope. him? I'm the only person in all the podcasts I listen to and there are plenty. I love James and I think I'm the only one. <laughs> You're not the I only like, one. I really I soft spot for him. I do, do you too. like him? I well, I don't I I don't know if like is the right word. I really feel <laughs> Like, I feel compassion for him on a weird level because every time I see him in his raw moments and, like, he talks about Mm. supporting his family and he comes from a lot of addiction and I think he's Mm. fighting his own demons for real. I don't think it's a reality TV thing. No, I think he really is. I'm like, you know what? This guy can't get out of his own way. He needs help. Like, I I don't feel about him the same way I feel about Jax. Yeah, I I actually agree with you because I think with Jax, it's more of the narcissism that really guides yes, him. Yes. And, and in a way. Bingo. You yeah. know, he's not completely effed, but it's going to be harder for Jax to change because he will never see that he needs to change. Whereas James, I think he has been raised in this environment where his drinking has been um, acceptable and also like a healing you know, mechanism for so long because obviously that's what he saw his mom do. And now he's like, but hang on, this Band-Aid isn't working anymore. So it's a very hard thing to transition out of. But like this episode, we saw him and I was like, oh my God, he looks so good. He looks like, he looked, you can tell he's sober. Like in the past, I was like, oh, maybe he's, you know, he's making excuses for him, myself coming from an addict background. I'm like, oh, maybe he's just tired. Maybe he's just, you know, been working hard, sweaty and like exhausted and, you know, absolutely wasted really. And this episode, I was like, oh, no, he's just he's just sober. He looks awesome. He and looks he different. He does. he's a beautiful person when he's sober. I really believe that. But it's, you know, it's a struggle trying to maintain that sobriety, especially when he's, one, on this show, and two, comes from that family as well. Right. He's, he's not only on this show. He's chosen this career where he's DJing mm. in nightclubs. He is also at an age when it's very hard. I think. He's so young. I know. Yeah, he's so young. I mean, what he, if I'm just going to preach for a moment, what he needs to do is really get a good program around him. And you can, even being on a show, he could do that. I mean, he's in LA. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. recovery central. And he could could build such a fabulous community around him. And we kind of saw like a sober coach with him at one point, right? Sitting on a bench. Yes. Oh my God, that guy was so cute. He was. I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. I just like talked into the void last week. I was like, damn. And he, I've never, I can't even remember his name, but I, I think it was Andrew or something like Adam maybe. And I was just like, nobody's mentioning this guy on social media. I need to talk to somebody. Who is this man? I like, I really like that moment though. Cause I was like, you know what? I yeah. hope this isn't just for cameras. I hope this isn't just to be like, look, James is trying to get help. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I really hope he's doing that because I feel like he is very vulnerable, and he, but he's also coachable. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, it's going to – I don't think it's going to be easy for him. I think he's going to have to relapse and, you know, hit his rock bottom several times. But I, yeah. I have hope for him. I do and too. I liked – just jumping ahead, I liked Raquel this episode. I've always thought she's, like, quite passive and weak. And she I hate is. to use that word, but that's how I've, I've interpreted her. She almost like a such a – adult well I mean she but really she was, is oh poor little Raquel but she was she was angry on behalf of James when Lala was like oh sorry I can't do a twat and she just didn't say anything and she was like she was there for for James she didn't say anything but she had that strength you know and I was just like, yes, I think she is going to support him and help him through this. That's she, my hope. I, anyway. I think she'll stand by him. She'll stand by him through cheating. She'll stand by him through his drinking. I mean, she is his Brittany. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The, the parallels between these couples is amazing. The sa- I know. And the, the funniest thing is when Brittany and Jax talk as if they're so evolved. And they're like, that's oh, my I God. I just going to say that's the, Hilarious. That's, that's the most amazing part. that They, they can't even see the parallels that are literally presented right in front of them. It's, it's amazing what we can deny in ourselves, isn't it? Oh, I know. They're straight <laughs> They're straight up living in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Like the ghosts of Christmas past are right there, walking so side by side. And they're like, oh, look at them. They're making terrible decisions. Can you imagine being in I that can't situation? I 
staying with him. I know. He's like, I can't believe. Yeah, and even stupid fucking Jax, who sleeps oh, with people God. in front of elderly, you know, when they're giving, <laughs> caregiving for elderly people. He's like, Terrible. can you imagine being Raquel and everyone knowing that your boyfriend is a cheater and blah, blah, blah. He, these words were coming yeah. out of his mouth. And I was and like, Brittany just kind of like Brittany didn't say anything. She just kind of looks away. These two, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I think James might actually be the smartest one if we were going to do like a yeah. real IQ test of the four of Raquel, James, Jackson, Brittany. I think well, James look, might be the Raquel's smartest. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, she's... but I mean, I look. None of them are. <laughs> James isn't bad. James, I think James is actually a smart guy. He just needs to apply himself more. <laughs> he has, he has hope. We have hope in him. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we stand by that. So what do you think of Tom Tom? What's going on there? Look, okay. All I wrote down about this, the decor was, what do we think about this? And I want your opinion because I'm going to lob onto it because I know nothing about decor, but I was just like, Am I impressed? I thought, and I, and I questioned myself. I'm like, if I was impressed, wouldn't I feel it? Like, wouldn't I know instantly? So I feel like I'm not, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, well, to me, I mean, I'm living, I'm living in the middle of the country, so I'm seeing this, and I'm like, I mean, I Madison has a lot of like nice higher end bars and restaurants and stuff. So okay. we, it's not like I'm living in like I'm not in Stephen Avery land making murder. <laughs> like I'm in more urban. Right. So. I think it looks very current. It looks very Lisa Vanderpump. Lots of glass. It looked um, what is that? Oh, steampunk. It looked very steampunk. Yeah. And I was kind yes, of questioning I that. that. I was like, are we really going for like the steampunk with like the clock, you know, and the moving mm. parts? But maybe that's like trying to pull out the masculine vibe. I I liked it. I don't know that it's a place that. I mean, it it looks like it was designed by Lisa Vanderpump. Basically, it, it looks like it has nothing to do with Tom and Tom. That's that was my impression as well. It looked very much Lisa Vanderpump, and that I think that's why I was sort of like, do I like this? Because I don't generally love Lisa's style. Um, I find her quite old-fashioned. I love her, but I don't love her style. So I was sort of just like, oh, I really wanted to like it for the boys, but I just don't think I do. She, I love it's the just picture. opulence. I love the picture. Yes. Oh my I god. I love the picture. Oh my god, it was so cute. And you know, but at the end of the day, it really is Lisa's restaurant. It's, exactly. exactly. She's just using their name. She is a genius with this. I mean she's using their notoriety to bring people mm-hmm. in. They're just the faces of it. They have a very small percentage in the business, you know? Yeah. I mean, but Hey, it's good for them. It's a win-win for everyone because they exactly. needed a career and she handed them one. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm for it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I think it'll be a great success. Are you I don't know where you are. Are you close enough to to visit these places or no? Oh hell no. No, I'm in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I'm in the I'm literally oh, okay. in the middle of the country. So, I would have to take a flight and then, you know, find right, my yeah. way there. Yeah. Which... I always forget how big America is. I'm oh just my like, god! Oh, I can just like drive over there, right? Yeah, I can just I can just drive over there. It'll just take me like three days. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you know, if you wanted to have like a little Sir Tom Tom pump night right. like weekend on it, <laughs> but there's been a lot of good feedback. Like people who go to Tom Tom are like, oh my god, it's really fun. It's really cool. Okay. Like I think there's a cool vibe. I mean, I don't know. Tell us, you guys who have visited it, tell us. Get on the Pink Shade Facebook yeah. page. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. Tell us what you think if you've been there like was it a cool place or was it weird was it like I I don't know what was the vibe I just want to know what the vibe is I also want to know what the real vibe is between Tom and Ariana oh look this is this is and some people think it's like a beard situation I don't I think there's real love there I do too but I don't I just don't think they're right for each other agree because they want like especially at this age where he just turned 36 Ariana's probably about the same if, if she doesn't know if she wants babies at this stage, she probably doesn't want babies. And, you know, to say, oh, I don't want to give birth, I think is an excuse. I don't think she wants, I just don't think she wants kids. Right. It's and just like her shy vagina story last it, yeah, year. And I then mean, we find out the story about her and Lala. And I don't think it's, she's so shy about yeah, yeah. that You're kind not, of You don't have a shy vagina. You right. just... Don't you just don't want to have sex with your boyfriend anymore? <laughs> right. And P.S. Like that story with her and Lala, go for it. Like fabulous. Like no shade yeah. at all with that. But her her excuses, right? Like oh, I'm just embarrassed in my private parts, mm-hmm. or I feel like I'm ugly, or I have these issues, or yeah, yeah I don't want to have sex with Tom because it's all it's all it's rooted weird, in something yeah. way deeper. 
You think she's gay then, maybe? No, I don't. I really don't. I, I think it's what you said. I think they're just not quite right for one another, even yeah. though they love each other. Yeah, and I think they, they probably, like, I think they probably are best friends, as Sheena would say. Mm-hmm. But um, that's Friend her zone. new line this episode. The best friends has replaced it, replaced seven minutes or less. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Oh. Thoughts on Sheena. Oh. What, are, what oh, Do, do you hate her along it, with everyone else? I, I don't oh, hate her, actually. No, I hate her so much. I do hate her. But I just cringe at everything she says. And you know, the worst part of it is that I think I am Sheena. I Stop And it, it is my biggest shame in life. Stop. But I think I'm the sh- When I – this is why I've, I've been single three years. And this I've just whispered that, but we're putting this out to the public. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not single for you. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. Why. Thank you. <laughs> but it's because when I meet someone, I am a psychotic – like loverholic instantly. I am Sheena. I'm like, oh my God. Like she's trying to do the whole, she realizes how crazy she came off last season with oh, yeah. the whole being in love in two second things. So now she's going for the friendship vibe, but it's still too strong. Like, dude, you got to chill. But I'm the same. So I can't really say anything. And it's like when, you know, the things you hate about yourself is what you hate most other people. That's oh, what I, God. that's what I get from Sheena. Girl. You know, unless you're standing on top of a bar singing good as gold with a whole new set of teeth in your head, you are not at Sheena desperation level. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry that you go there in your mind comparing yourself to her. I mean, every, every, that's dark. Everybody can, everybody can see themselves in this trashy, you know, these people sometimes. I can too. But seriously, Sheena is a different breed. She truly is. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know what? I needed that boost today. Oh my God. She, this whole thing with Robbie, that whole scene with her and Robbie from the bachelorette, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, every time I see Sheena this season, I just, I literally cringe. I've never liked her and I've always been like, oh, this is awkward. But this season in particular, it's just, I don't know. It's too much. She's seen Sheena on steroids. She's really on the outs. I mean, she's truly on the outs and these girls are mean girls, you know, but there's a lot that has gone on between all of them and they're just not having her fakery anymore. You know, I mean, she, which I I kind of appreciate, you know, I know I called her out on it, but she doesn't know how to be any different. So she's just like, well, you know, you've discovered my secret, but what do I do now? She doesn't know how to be any different. She's just who she is. I mean, she's just a hot mess, but they all are in their own ways. I mean, everybody has kind of forgiven Stassi for being a monster in a lot of ways because she has a vulnerability underneath and she, you know, she does try to apologize and try to move on, but she can still be her monstrous self. And we kind of, we kind of accept that now. And I like her. I like her on the show, especially. And and, and we've seen growth with her as well. Whereas I think with Sheena, we haven't seen any growth oh, so it's you're right hard. yeah you know what that's the difference that's the difference mm-hmm. yeah sheena would still be putting like huge 12 by 12 foot pictures of herself up on walls in her new but we apartment. saw it yeah we saw it this episode yeah you you're know, right in, in, her, in her makeup room in her spare room yeah <laughs> she'll, she'll for sure get oh. married in a crop top again like she still oh. hasn't changed 100 percent. yeah oh, so shame. do you like stassi's new boyfriend i love him do you? I don't know. I think he's fine. But okay. I just, I I have no, look, I think he's, I mean, Patrick was the devil. So I am really happy she's not with Patrick. But you know what? Bo just reminds me of every single guy I went to school with. And I think that irritates me. You know what I like, though? I like how Stasi is acting around him. I guess that's Agreed. what I like. And so I'm like, yeah. well, you know what? I don't know much about him. He seems nice. He seems vanilla, like you say, just yeah. kind of like the yeah. average Joe. But she's different. The average so, bro. The average bro. The average <laughs> bro. You're right. Oh, my God. But she feels so much – she just seems more comfortable in her skin, and I like that. So I'm like, whatever that is, I'm here for. No, you're right. I 100% agree with that. Even yeah. when he was getting dressed and wearing that grandpa shirt and whatever, and she was kind of, you know, joking with him about it. Like, I mean, you're wearing a grandpa shirt. It's not a 70s shirt, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> she wasn't really bothered by it. She was just playing with him. And if that had been Patrick, I think it would have been a very different conversation. Like she would have just been like, oh, um, are you, are you really going to wear that? And he would kind of snap at her and she'd be like, okay. Like it just – you know, she's, she's, she's happy. She's just right. happy. She's happy. She could be herself and she can be comfortable yeah. in her own skin, flaws and all, you know, which I like. I like that. I love that, in fact. Okay, so uh, not comfortable in her own skin, but claiming she is 
are Katie and Billy Lee. I feel like both of them are coming at each other in ways that are, they're both, I think they're both having issues. I heard you talking about Billy Lee and really kind of like supporting her, Mm. what she's doing. And I agreed with a lot of your points. However, I feel like she's making a lot of mistakes in how she's going about this. And Katie is too. Katie is too. Yeah. They're both bothering me. I, 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 I've been following Billy Lee's story a lot because like on social media and stuff, because I feel again, similar to James, most of the podcasts I listen to and everything I read on social media, people, um, really have hated how she has dealt with this situation, similar to what you've just said. And, and I, and I agree. And I, I don't think, I mean, I definitely think it could be handled better, but at the end of the day, it was, she was just triggered and I think she's still in that trigger and once you be like if you were triggered it's like a strong reaction you know it wasn't just that she was like a little bit offended she like the the switch flipped and she had she's basically what we're seeing is Billy as a 10 year old little boy well in a boy's body you know feeling that rejection and feeling that heartache and it's coming out Mm. like she can't control that so I think I'm I'm just really sensitive to that but of course it, it makes her look crazy in inverted commas. It makes her look super intense and like she's taken it too far, which she probably has. But I, I really just don't think she, she can control it right now because she's in that moment. Right. Do you think she can walk it back? I mean, do you think she will? Do you think she should? Or do you think she I, should just stand in her in her truth? Okay. So there's, there's also a quotient of people who are saying like she's really just trying to get a spot on the cast. She's trying to cause drama. I... I can see your point though, quite I don't know. clearly I don't... that she is, this is a, this is a trigger for her that goes mm. much deeper than like, I'm going to get more screen time. Yeah. You know, I didn't get that impression because, and, and not just because of what we've seen, but I, I follow her on um, Insta and she wrote a blog post about, you know, she'd labeled it the biggest trigger of my life. And I don't know if you saw that. I actually didn't read the whole thing, but she put quite a bit of it in her caption on Instagram. And it was right after last episode, she started to talk about how, how this had been, she was, um, she was surprised by her reaction and how she had felt by it. And so I think, I think she's trying to explain herself, but kind of like Ariana was saying, you know, when, when um, Lala and her were going at it and having this yelling fight, her and Billy, if you're not willing to listen to what she's trying to say, yeah, she's going about it wrong. I mean, nobody's going to listen when you're yelling. But if, if if people are just not paying attention to what she's actually trying, what she's actually trying to say, and if they can't hear her, then nobody will actually be able to feel compassion for her because they're just not listening. Yeah, so I, I I feel I feel bad for her because she is, you know, like like Katie, they're going about it the wrong way. Because they're impassioned at the moment, I guess. They're making it all about defending themselves, not mm. inviting her to a single event by or yeah. a planning event for the event. And they're saying this was an yeah. oversight. This was not, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're not listening to her be, having hurt feelings, whether they intended it or not. Exactly. And I completely believe that it was just an oversight. Totally. I totally. I mean, and, and, and even if it wasn't, they did not invite her because she's transgender. They didn't invite her because, you know, Katie and and had and um, Billy had had that falling out and Kristen at brunch the day before mm-hmm. or whatever it was, you know, and that was awkward. So, you know, there, there are other reasons for her not being invited apart from the fact that, you know, she thinks it's because she's transgender. But you're right, nobody's listening to each other in, in where they're actually coming from. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they need to do. I think overall this season of Vanderpump Rules is really good. I mean, I, I think it's good, though, every year. Some people are like, yeah, oh, it's boring, it. whatever. But that cast, they have just enough material that they can keep making it interesting. I keep tuning in because it's interesting even when it's yeah. not the most pivotal, you know, compelling episode ever. There's still enough shit going on. I agree. The first few episodes, like, I, I was worried about the whole season because, you know, everyone was a little bit too friendy-friendy. But now think the cracks are starting to show. And my note on next next week's episode is everybody's crying. Everybody's <laughs> She's crying. crying. Jack's crying. Um, was it was another one? Was it Tom? Probably Tom. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably so both Toms. Like, all right, let's do it. We, we are 
in last episode <laughs> really got in there. It's one of the best. I mean, it's one of the best shows on TV. It's very Hands good. Down. It's very good. And New Jersey is such a pleasant surprise <gasps> this year. I mean, I'm so okay. happy. I honestly started my podcast saying I'll do Atlanta and I'll do Vanderpump and then maybe I'll touch on New Jersey every now and then, but I've never liked New Jersey. And this season I'm like all in on Jersey. It's I look forward to it. When it comes out, I watch it straight away. All about it. I know. It's it's really picking up steam. And Andy, you know, he comes out before the seasons drop and he often says, oh my God, it's the best season ever. Mm-hmm. But he was really going hard about this yeah. season of Jersey. And I was like, hmm. Now, I have been loyal to Jersey through its terrible mm-hmm. seasons. I mean, I went through the twins. I went through Amber and Jim Marchese. Yikes. But this is truly, <laughs> this is truly, truly one of the best. And you know why I think it is? It's giving me Real Housewives of New York vibes. Now, I will just walk that back for a second and say it is not at that level. Like, New York is, they're still the MVPs. New York is However, the casting is right this season because yes. it's more of an ensemble cast. It's not just this woman versus this woman. Yes, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's an ensemble. We're getting airtime with all of them. Like if we think about how OC operated this last season and how the two new girls who were brought on were just filmed mm-hmm. together a lot. They weren't included. That was so awkward. They were almost like segregated from the rest of the cast. They they didn't enmesh. I mean, Jackie and Jennifer are in. They're well in. And it's so good. And I was everything I worry about with um New Jersey every time I jump into a new season is that it's just gonna be the same drama between Teresa and Melissa. And we're not seeing that. And I'm like, yes, this is what we need to be to shift away from the family stuff and into what we love about all the other um, franchises is that it's all the women's stuff. Exactly. It's it's the relationship stuff, not just family drama. So I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yay! Oh, well, thank you so much. This has just been so much fun. I'm just so happy that you're doing this. I mean, it's hard to start a podcast out on your own. I did the same thing. I'm still figuring it out as I go a year later. I mean, but it's it's really fun to build a community. So I hope that happens for you. And I'm already in, I'm, I'm in your community now. Like you can talk to oh. me about this shit anytime you want. You so. know that I will. This has literally been the reason I've been watching these shows for the last 10 years, just to have this conversation with you now. It's been a pleasure. So tell us where we can find you and join this amazing community of like-minded fanatics. <laughs> So you can find my podcast, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, on all the platforms. Wherever you're listening to Kirsty's right now, you can find mine. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. And you can come over to Facebook and join the Facebook page. It is fun in there. It's Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. Just send me a request. And uh, I'm on the Jenny McCarthy Show every week talking about Housewives and all the other trash TV that we love. Love After Lockup, 90 Day Fiance, on Sirius XM Stars. And I write recaps on realitytea.com. I've also got another podcast that is bingeable, and you can listen to it anytime. It's called Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, and I interview survivors of the cult I was born into, starting with my mom and going forward. So there are, uh, let me see, 15 episodes out right now. There'll be 17 in the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it's very, very personal for me. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I have to get into your cult talk podcast. I've got it in my playlist. I just need to get it needed to get through all of my housewives first. I know. And I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. Well, I you know, wait. it's, it's kind of like I, I wanted to do a podcast that you could listen to anytime. Cause you know, with these that we do, it's week to week yes. to week to week, you know, everything's yes. like current, current, current. So I'm like, Oh, let me just like do this one where it can just sit out there and people can download it when they're just bored or just want to hear about some crazy ass stories. <laughs> So good. Yeah. You are living the dream with all your recaps. You are just in the oh. Bravo reality TV, trash TV universe. It's so good. It is insane. I'm so glad to find like-minded people like you. Yeah, that, that's the best part of it. I finally have people I can talk to about all this junk. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for having me on. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for you know, embracing a little podcast, a baby podcast in the making. Thanks again so much to Erin Martin. So professional. I'm going to have to up my game, but mostly just the warmest and friendliest and funnest 
gal to chat to about all of this stuff. Um, it's so good having a little community to be able to, oh, just like, let my inner trash bag fly so I'm not just talking into a void by myself. I'll put all the details to connect with me and Erin and her pink shade with Erin Martin um, details for the socials in the details section of this podcast so you can find us anywhere. But yes, thank you for joining me once again and I'll be back next week. Bye!